Along our way to the city, my new bat bro Todd and I split up. He says, oh, Frida, I just gotta make a quick stop so I can stock up. Well, it's plain to see, no complaints from me. So all alone, I waltz into the Hive City. It's Harp City. I'm feeling handsome and kind of witty. With some luck, I'm still high as fuck. So I say to myself, Frida, it's time to make some friends. But then Todd shows back up. And he says, you know, I really hate this hive mind. I always was more the lone strive kind. I say, what's that supposed to mean? Todd, are you a libertarian? Don't worry about it, Frida. Oh my, my. He winks at me and points. Look, see? I say, Todd, did you know that used to be a skyscraper? I've only seen it on paper. I tell him of Wolfram's library. That vile man only looks at books, but it's where I learned a lot of things, you see. Todd pauses, raises an eyebrow at me. My dear, are you saying you're Frida the Queen? Oh, fuck, Todd, please. You can't tell anyone. My daughter Sabrina's still waiting for me. So as we make our way through the masses, the time starts to flow like molasses. I notice Todd put on sunglasses. Then he pulls his cape up to his face and turns to me. Don't look now, Frida, they're throwing a shade. They're all just jealous cause we've got it made. I don't feel so good, Todd. Yeah, I don't feel great. You sure those were good, Todd? Those mushrooms we ate? Suddenly, Todd grabs the next poor fellow and into his face bellows. You gotta take us to the moths, man. Look, I'm really at a loss, man. No, I can't afford the cost, man. Is all hope really lost, man? I honestly don't remember much else. I woke up at the moth doctor's office. Job at the bell, no sweat now, feeling swell. Uh, gee golly, it's a beautiful day. You're gonna burn my troubles away. I'm going to live light up the town. The walls that hold me. I'm melting down. I'm rising up loud. I'm No, we're not here for, for D&D, we're here for the fact that a company announced a car that's called Bussy, and and it looks real, it, it looks kind of fun, I kind of want to get inside that Bussy. <laughs> and if I'm, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, though, the Bussy is electric, right? That's an electric Bussy. <laughs> hey, hey, it can be transformed into many different layouts, it's a modular thing, you can have up to ten different body types of Bussy. <laughs> Wait, so you mean to tell me I could configure my bussy any way I want? Oh, exactly. You can have a bussy that's tailored fit for you. <laughs> All right, so last we left this adventure, uh, Lola Beans dropped a big secret that has shaken the entire group. Did she spill the beans? Fuck you. Were you saving that all week? I No, no. I'd like to say that I was, but I just thought of it just now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be much smarter if I had been saving that all week. I'll see you in The Hague. Anyway, so uh, we probably should talk about that, but it's not a great 
opportunity right now because there are cannibal halflings bearing down in your position and it's time to implement Corton's plan. Um, so actually it was Corton who disguise, wants to disguise the skiff and then I believe it was a Sabrina Vindros joint to create ice slides. So one of the four of you, there's no roles, you've succeeded in this, this arc is, is successful. One of the four of you paint me this picture of you escaping this mall. Well, last up, did we leave in that... Um... Staples is going in the sidecar. Yeah, Sabrina suggested uh, because there's not enough room in the Romance Dawn to tie a canoe to the back of it and drag one person in it, uh, which apparently is Staples because everyone's very mad at her right now. This is only a temporary solution. This is an ancient pre-apocalypse canoe. It will be destroyed by dragging it across the ground. So this is going to last like hours. This situation is not going away. This the conversation will continue. There's not enough room on the romance dawn. We have put off a problem for another day. Okay, but for now, Staples is grounded. <laughs> for now, Staples is grounded. I mean, frankly, Staples could just like hang on by a rope and be dragged behind it. They'd love it. Yeah, they would love that. If, if that ended up being a fatal solution, I don't think Staples would mind. Masochism isn't the same thing as suicidal. Come on, no kink shaming on our podcast. I- no, but I think Staples has the confidence to be like, yeah, I can survive this, whether that's correctly placed or not, we'll see. So I, I assume what we need to do is we're, we're, we're tying together all these boats to the back. One of them is specifically going to have Staples in it, but the rest are deliberately designed that once we hit enough speed going up this ice ramp, we cut them loose so that they go off in different trajectories then eight or nine of these other canoes or however many we're throwing out there, let's say 15,000, because numbers don't really matter. <laughs> 15,000 different canoes go shooting off in different directions. Um, I think the, the second that uh, Lola has dropped the truth bomb, I think Vind- Vindros's uh, part in all this is trying to make sure that anyone who is sort of shocked and in uh, this is a big revelation mode it's just like nope no time to think about that get in the thing get in the thing vindros is just trying to shuffle everyone away from shocked um thought and just okay that was a big surprise cool don't worry about it in the boat in the in the in the fucking boat vindros you and weaver actually have a very important job in this scene which is to detect thoughts on the approaching cannibals and cut them down as everyone gets the final preparations in order and gets in the romance dawn otherwise this would be a long boss battle where it's kind of like a, a tower defense wave yeah. boss thing i had prepared if nobody got their psychic powers i can do that because i've got psychic powers now yeah so you're actually extremely useful right now um and the Draco cat is also going to take off at this point and kind of fly away in the direction of the uh, the decoy canoes to give the illusion of being part of that group. So that will further your deception. Thanks, homie. Uh, Lola's going to I'm gonna grab my babies. I'm going to put sloth green beans uh, underneath Stuart's belly like when I went to the arena for maximum animal space. Um, and I'm going to, uh, let's gonna, like, have her crossbow at the ready, just because, like, everyone just found out she's a, basically a god, and, you know, people don't always like that. And I don't know you guys that well. Uh, so I'm just gonna try and get everything on the boat, and then, like, stand in front of my children in a corner, defending myself with my crossbow. Uh, yeah, so Corton's gonna start draping the uh, fabric over the 
uh, Romance Dawn once everyone is on board. And it doesn't entirely obscure vision at the front, but they're viewing out of like a slit to just sort of guide the ship forward. But at least it won't be visible. Uh, it'll, they'll just see the canoe dragging behind it along with all the other canoes flying off in every direction. And hopefully they won't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your your idea to have like these big sheets over the horses and over the main skiff, and then it just looks like it's one of a bunch of canoes going out works perfectly. Um, like I said, no rolls. So if anybody wants to add any flourishes, any imagery to the opening, like this is in my imagining the like the opening, the cold open of the HBO show, right? And there's just no dialogue. It's maybe like a really cool remix of a beloved song, like a Mad World situation. Rosanna. I was kind of thinking Jolene. <laughs> I don't know how that Ooh, relates, but like, I would enjoy it. Could could it be Billy Joel? I don't know why I go to extremes. Oh, but a slowed down version. Like, well, yeah, like for a big movie. Yeah, I, I think we moved past Jolene too fast because I think it's Jolene. Jo- <laughs> Jolene, please don't take my white wolf who is hidden in this uh, this one of the boats. Ooh, or what about Welcome to the Black Parade? Because like we're kind of a parade. There's like a bunch of things following after a thing, and I think that technically makes a parade. I will never say no to Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> Again, slowed down version of it, though. Just blatant Laura pandering. I think I got it. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight by Wang Chung. Uh, but slow down. Slow down. That's the only <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> All right. So that's the opening scene is that the romance dawn escapes from the mall uh, in the very, very early morning. Like maybe just as the scenes like fading out, you can see like the sun break on the horizon and the the salt flats begin the to take dawn. On. God damn it. I didn't even think of that. I was saying it looks like the mall is bleeding on the horizon. And if you view it from far away, you're just seeing all these different ships fly into the air, cast against the sky. It almost kind of looks like small twinkling stars. And in the background, you see the the last of the the mall fire burn out, and there's just these these little black shapes swarming all over it, like ants on roadkill. Except uh, Fuzzy and- Wall, that survived, and you can always check out their wares on fuzzywall.net. <laughs> yeah, in his throne room, that's what God King Wolfram says as the castle goes in the wrong direction. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, that store looks so sweet. They have classic Judas Priest T-shirts and Force of Will trading cards. This store has everything." Okay, so as the Romance Dawn escapes back onto the flats in the direction of the gore fields, there's a number of conversations that need to happen in character, but first, let's have some out of character, by which I mean we have leveled up. Let's go around and everybody tell me what you get for your new level. Tell me about your character sheets, um, and what how cool you are now. I'm- okay! <laughs> if I scream, I can go first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dispute that. (laughs) What? (laughs) You can't, no. Um, So I got a really cool thing. I got another um, thing for being a ranger. uh, And it's called Coordinated Attack. Um, So as a level 5 ranger, my animal companion can now make a melee attack on my turn if they can see me while I'm attacking. So that's like an extra attack. Another one. I also gained some more spell slots. Uh, I got, I'm at the four, four level one and two level two. And so I replaced jump with bark skin. And I also took spike growth and bark skin makes my buddy's skins like barks. Bark, 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 bark. And then their AC cannot be lower than 16. 
And then uh, Spike grows, this is what it sounds like. I grow spikes in the ground and they stab. Nice. So that's most of it. That's it. I, I got some stuff. Um, Vindros has some extra HP. Um, turn undead can now destroy undead. So that's Hell cool. Hell yeah. Um, this isn't from the level up, but um, I, I can now cast Detect Thoughts as basically like a cantrip. I don't have to use any slots for that because of the cool psychic powers thing I've got now. I've got some third level spell slots. Um, what what else? What did I learn? Um, I now know Hold Person, Create Food and Water, and Spirit Guardians. Yeah, so much for my survival elements that I was adding to this season. Vindros can just make food and water, so I guess those notes go directly in the dumpster. I'm very sorry if I picked the wrong thing to take. I looked at that (laughs) and went, that seems like a really useful thing to have in a season where those are scarce. That seems like a smart thing to do. No, it's very cool. I like the idea that now you are the most, like, valuable party member because... You are all that stands between anybody in the group and dying at any given moment. So it's a, I think we should make that a narrative point going forward. Yeah, so I've got that and I've got spirit guardians where like magic things defend me and attack if, if anything tries to hit me. So I'm going to be slightly less easily jumpable in future. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The mechanics in the story are really going together. There's been a lot of talk, obviously, in the, the fandom about the extreme botches in the season, especially affecting Corton. But the, the flip side of that is Vindros, despite being kidnapped a bunch, has come out seeming really strong and cool. You're like nearly indestructible because you're AC. You're now you're psychic. You can make infinite food and water in a post-apocalypse. Like you are almost like the more impressive person in the the cult than the leader. And I think that's going to lead to some interesting friction. That, 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 that sure is an interesting thing, huh? <laughs> Well, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll just take the opportunity then to go next. Uh, so, Corton's not gaining a level. Oh, no. Mm. I didn't know about this. I saw you sent me the sheet and I didn't look at it. I saw the, the number was wrong and I just figured you forgot to rename it. Nope. Corton's not taking a level this, uh, this time around. He's been such a spectacular failure at just about everything that uh, I didn't think it was appropriate to take the level. So, we're holding off there. That's big balls right there. I I mean, I get it. Like, I I understand where Corton is at right now. Yep. So I did take a level. (laughs) Uh, So Sabrina's level five now, and I don't think there's too much actual, like, uh, mechanical stuff that's interesting. The biggest thing that's interesting is she has level three spell slots now, and I took a level three spell, and I took the spell slow. So there's that. Also, at level five, all cantrips get more powerful. So, for spellcasters, keep that in mind. Now, should I talk about the other one, though? Oh, no. Have we been bamboozled? So, I also have another character sheet open for one gentleman, Bramwell. Because Austin didn't want to do another voice. So, he was like, do you just want to play another character? And I said, yes. It's not that I didn't want to do another voice. It's that Chris has a pattern of playing, which is that he gets bored of his character around the halfway point. And I thought maybe having two would keep him more occupied. It's more toys to play with. I want to find the text where you were like, there's too many people on this boat. Can you take gentlemen Bramwell off my hands? And I said, Austin, my buddy, 
I got you. That did always there for you. That did happen. And I already technically had a sheet ready for him too. So (laughs) all all I will say is, uh, so so does that mean the gentleman Bramwell is is struck off the list of people we can kick off this boat and out of the the adventure now? I mean, you can do whatever you want. Who knows what happened to him? I will know. He has a moose. Why would we? (laughs) In addition, not only does he have a moose. He is based around this moose. Gentleman Bramwell is a fighter, and specifically, he is a knight, which is an unearthed arcana archetype that's all about mounted combat upon his steed, preposterous the moose. Moose knight. It's funny you say that, Laura, because I feel like what made Dice Funk such an interesting show when it first came out was that pretty early in the first season, one player character caved another player character's head in. So it's like, there's precedent for not respecting other people's shit. I mean... If I'm given a good reason, I will totally murder Gentleman Bramwell, but let's hope it doesn't come to that. If it does, I want the moose. I mean, see, I think it'd be more interesting if you tried to take his moose while he was still alive. You are the moose whisperer. (laughs) I guess I would be the closest thing to a moose whisperer on the boat, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's about time to talk about that if we're out of uh, level up stuff to discuss, because there's uh, nine people on this boat, I think, who all have questions. For Lola. I don't know if I counted right. Maybe eight? I was counting Lola. There's eight people in the boat who have questions for Lola. Who's the ninth? Um, how, how are we going to do this? Are we going to like form a line? Are we going to raise hands? I don't know why you didn't just tell us. I assumed that you were like a mass murderer that had like, I have to kill every night on the full moon kind of secrets. I'm glad to know it's not that. Well, see, if I was a mass murderer, murderer... Who had to kill every moon, whatever. I wouldn't be hiding that, because then I'd just kill you, right? I'd just kill you, and I wouldn't hide Well, I mean, if you killed one of us, and then we woke up and one of us was dead, the rest of us would probably, you know, go, one of us is a killer, and we'd find you out. Like, I don't know, maybe you would- Well, yeah, I wouldn't stick around. (laughs) From the canoe, you hear Stables yell, like, Wait, is that disqualifying for being in the group? (laughs) Um, We'll talk about that later, Staples. Only if you're secretive about it. Okay, so if I kill, okay, if I do it openly, okay, got it, on the page, back to my canoe, bye. No, no, you're not, S- stop sinking. Hey, um. You're grounded. Hey, sorry for the, for the, chatting at you to say the secret thing, I get that that wasn't chill, sorry, the place was falling down and I was just trying to get everyone moving, I recognized that that wasn't great, but we needed to go. It's very frustrating because, you know, yeah, I've got a secret, but I feel like otherwise I've given everybody no reason to distrust me. Well, I mean, there was the whole you know someone's name in the team that you shouldn't have known thing that we still haven't. Maybe have we've addressed? Is that to do with the, the animal thing? Yeah, see, I feel like uh, everyone's overthinking it. It's, uh, you know, oh, she has a spy on the inside. Which I guess I do technically have people on the inside, but instead of people, they're like... Mice and rats and tiny birds. Oh, lizards. Okay, yeah. And then just you know they tell me stuff when I don't know things. I'll be like, hey, what's going on here? And they tell me. Well, I mean, again, that's that's much much less murdering a child than I had anticipated. If I had wanted to murder a child, why would I put up with all this bullshit? We've been through. I don't know. Maybe you needed. Maybe the ritual you were doing needed you to kill them on like a very specific date and time and location. I don't know how child murder works. Well, me neither. Well, yeah, I'm glad. I do. How does it work? 
You want me to draw you a picture? No, I want you to shut up again. Someone give me some paper, and there's no paper in this did, canoe. Did we take her, bo- her bone? Uh, she's grounded. Did, did we take her bone away? Because I'm not getting boned in the head again. You can pry my bone for my cold, dead cloaca. <laughs> That's not the- where the bone goes! <laughs> Says you, Vindros <laughs> turns to the rest of the group and goes, Do, do, we, ju- do we just cut that rope now? <laughs> I mean, I just... Uh, um... It's tempting. So, <laughs> like, hey, hey, the the longer this goes on, the more I am tempted to just, uh... See, that's the problem, though, is that if we did that, she would just fly over here and kill us. Anyway. I can fly, you fucking assholes, and yeah. I can hear you. She can fly, and she can hear We're us. We're whispering this, you can't hear us. Well, I'm curious as to why you're mucking around with us if you're effectively a god. I mean, uh, you know, I got imprisoned. Uh-huh. Which I guess is just that uh, I did lie about that. My bad. Uh, uh, but I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I was thrown here because I was doing animal magics in the woods and I got caught. It's a lot easier to stay, say that I poached a porcupine, which I also did do. Well, see. It makes sense to me why you're here with, with, with us in the group, because obviously, clearly, you wanted to be near, you know, Corton, another wonderfully powerful person of your caliber. Oh, honey. No. <laughs> oh, honey. It's okay. Uh, anyways, I was trapped, and then, uh, you know, I found Sabrina, and I was like, oh, Lord, this baby's gonna need some help, so. Do you know anything that could help White Wolf... Find out about conduits. Um, see, and that is unfortunate, because I wish that I was, but I just kind of, I've always been like this, as long as I can remember, it's nothing I I did, or any, like, particular moment that changed it for me. Maybe I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, I don't, it, I don't think it's something that I, you just can make happen. I don't know, man. It's fine, that's why we're going to the gore fields. Besides, you said you didn't want to say anything, so I wasn't going to bother asking you. You wanted to keep it to yourself. See, this is why I appreciate you, Sabrina. My name's not Sabrina. It's the White Wolf. What if I called you Lil Lau? Sorry, I've been thinking about wolves a lot lately. Oh. Oh. I think we could get behind. Oh. Oh. All right, new team champ. Every time we see the moon, we go, oh, everyone down. That's going to scare the salt monsters away. <laughs> they just going to say, oh, scare the salt. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe we do share the salt. Then it's not going to kill anybody when we sleep on it. So if we have, uh, if we're, we're like kind of opting into conversations here. Uh, I do want Sabrina to talk to Corton when she gets a chance. Yeah, this is a, this is basically like a downtime scene. Everyone talk. Uh, they're going to Sabrina's going to ask if Corton can meet her at the most private part of the <laughs> ship, away from people. There is nowhere on the boat that's away from people. We we could have had a larger boat, but unfortunately, <laughs> all right. Well, we're just going to go with this again. <laughs> So you've all had, like, a really long day. I think it's definitely, like, there's some people who are sleeping in shifts here, and you can probably grab a moment where you can talk to someone privately while everyone else is sleeping. Not an issue. And, uh, Sabrina's gonna say, um, excuse me, 
could I could I talk to you for a moment? Well, we're not doing much of anything else. Good, that's good. Um, I want uh, I wanted to say something before, but I got scared, and I'm kind of scared to say this now, because I don't want you to hate me. Oh, I don't know the meaning of the word. He blows his nose. <laughs> I'm sorry about your nose. Oh, this old thing. I was thinking about trading it in for a new one anyway. Do you remember when we fought the executioner and I killed him? I do. What about it? And do you remember all the halflings in the mall? We had to kill them, too, to get away from them. There's no path in life that doesn't have some death on it. Is it hard for you to kill people? Do you think about it afterwards? I've never killed anybody. Oh. Everyone saw you chop a halfling in half. Oh, like, did, oh. Oh, yeah. okay. You explicitly said. Oh, that's not a thing. That's not. That's not a person. That's a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a perfectly legitimate view for your character to have. I just want to get that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I. I guess I'm just confused because, in the books, whenever it happens, everyone, when they do it the first time, the heroes feel really sad about it. But I haven't felt anything. Well, that's the thing about stories. They're not real. So I'm not broken? No, child, you're not broken. You're just real. Sprita's gonna give Corton a big hug. Oh. Corton's going to sneeze over her shoulder. <laughs> Open face knees, please. <laughs> uh, someone has to follow this conversation, so I might as well jump in front of this bullet and say uh, Weaver on on his shift is going to sidle up to Vindros and say, "Hey, how's how's it hanging?" Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still still running out of that adrenaline. That 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 was that that was a lot. Do you have an adrenal system? I mean... You have like an open circulatory kind of thing going on. Potato, potato. It, it's like someone who has no visual memory saying I can picture that. It's like, it, it's closest, closest terminology. We're absolutely going to get an entomologist in the comments telling me <laughs> that mantids do have adrenal systems. Fuck. I should have said, I should have Googled it before I opened my stupid fucking mouth. Hey, hey. Um, a, whatever I am, a thrycreen, they're not technically the same thing, so you're, them not having adrenal glands, it can totally be a thing. Okay, uh, Weaver says, so, I know I picked, uh, Corton out first, uh, to do, you know, mind stuff, but, uh, well, to put it delicately, his brain sauce is kind of funky. <laughs> Sauce. <sighs> mm. Yeah, you um, you alluded to that. 
His skull soup could use some seasoning, is all I'm saying. Well, I mean, it's it's good for, for, for what it's good for, for the wonderful, wonderful words he shares into the world. You know. Well, I don't know about that, but what I was going to say was, rather than me spending all my time trying to tear down his mental blocks, it seems like a better use of our time would be for me to help you so that you could help him, because... You're like the only one he respects, you know? The only one in his brain who isn't caught up in his bad vibes. I mean, if if if, if it'll help, yeah. I think so. Do you want to keep learning how to expand your mind zone? I mean, I don't want to stop. It's It's nice to be useful on my own terms. So basically, keeping Weaver around will allow you to continue to train in psionics. All of the party members have helpful bonuses. We know that, obviously, Staples can handle herself in a fight. Uh, Young has all kinds of knowledge relating to, like, mercantilism, and they help set up the, the ice slides back in the mall. And Zer can fly, which is useful for scouting, and also he is just bristling with knives, so that's got to be useful for something. So everyone has something, but Weaver specifically can help one person per arc gain psionic feats. So Vindros, do you want to keep keep your dibs on that? I think Vindros is going to keep dibs on that. I think think where it was definitely taken as a I need to make sure that Corton gets out of this safe, I think she kind of likes having having some powers of her own. Uh, uh, I'd like to talk to Zer. Of course. Yeah, Zer would like to talk to you. Oh, I bet. Well, no, I don't know. See, that's not the tone I was going for. His thing was like, oh God, oh God, you're, you have a dragon. That's extremely terrifying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna just kind of saddle on up to him. Uh, so... You got to, you got to know my secret without using your sharps. How's that feel? Oh no, it's fine. I don't feel bad. It's, I'm, I'm not intimidated or like I'm not. I don't feel small. It's fine. You can make more money than me. I don't care. I'm not Joe. It's fine. What? Sorry. Uh, wait. What? Nothing. Well, what about money? I do nothing. I don't even have any money. I'm a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. You have a flag full of shiny rocks. I, I, I see. I don't deal in currency. I deal in shiny rocks. Yeah, no. It's just like you were like a hobo, and I was like a cool bandit king, and now it's like you're a god, and I'm a mugger. Which the dynamic feels different now. I'm gonna go for a little fly. I'll see you later. No, can I come with? I, I want to talk to you. You're like my, like my only like uh, adult non Sabrina. <laughs> friend who i trust oh that's not good <laughs> wait why what's why you... <sighs> you don't trust any of the other adults here i mean i trust them a little bit but i mean i trust vendross actually she swooped into action pretty quickly but i mean you literally like dab bombed into a sea of cannibal halflings so which apparently i didn't need to do because you're a god well, you know, the, but that's what's important is that you were going to do it. And you I, did it. I mean, I would definitely rather have tried to help than to have stayed with the boat like everyone else. Um, and also, like, I feel like you're really hung up on the dragon thing. Yeah, it's big. 
okay, her name is Dottie. And she's gone. She left. She's not my dragon. Because I, I said it before, I'll say it again. Nobody seems to understand. You can't own a dragon. Yeah, but you can call them, which is pretty close. For most, it's it's interchangeable in most situations. Listen, a dragon doesn't do anything it doesn't want to do. If she saw a situation and was like, nah, she would have left. It just happened that she didn't mind helping. It's, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I'm not trying to downplay, but I just think maybe you're overthinking my strength. I I'm think... Just, I, I, do you really not think things have changed? You're not looking over there at Corton who stayed in the boat, and you're thinking, oh, wow, this guy definitely does not have my back, and he will let me die at the slightest provocation. No, that is how I feel. I'm just saying, it's not like we can put the genie back in the bottle. The genie's out of the bottle. It's, he's outside, he's in the room with the bull and the china shop and the elephant in the room, and they're just, everyone's out and they're about. Which doesn't mean we can't still be friends. Can you have friends? Or don't you have, like, worshippers? Acolytes? Apostles? I don't need all that follower stuff. You the know? camera just zooms into Corton and it just keeps zooming until it gets deep into him. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, I just want to... I want to use the powers that I've somehow been given and, you know, learn as much as I can about this mass of land and or water we are on. And, dif- and meet different animals and talk to different animals and understand how the whole world works through the lens of, you know, animals who are often discounted or not thought about. And you want to protect the princess who's a very powerful young woman and you see a lot of yourself in her, except she can't be as powerful as you are and she's going to resent you and she realizes that. Well, I feel like that's unfair. Yes, it's very unfair. So you're not. So we can't hang out anymore. I we're on the same boat. We don't really have a choice. I mean, there's a difference between like hanging out and being friends, and you being too scared to talk to me. I'm not. I'm not scared of anything. I'm just going for a little fly. It's I'm part. I'm far from you, not because I'm scared, but because I got to look at things that are far away. Okay. Well. Have fun. I'll stay back here. Feeling isolated. But it's okay, I don't mind. <laughs> I think Zer goes to fly away and like comes turns back like and kind of like hunches down next to you and goes, Before I go, what do you think about the big guy and the moose? He hasn't said anything since we've gotten onto the boat and I'm very concerned. I mean, he's got a moose, so he can't be all that bad. Uh, plus, I like I like pet that moose for a minute, and uh, you know the moose seems to think he's a cool guy. So, oh, okay, so you could just talk to Anne. Okay, fine. Okay, cool. Bye. Wait. What? Yeah. No, what else? It's what fine. Is, I'm not intimidated by your power and strength. It's fine. I'm totally secure in my masculinity. It's not a big deal. I'm out. I'm Audi five thousand. Bye. <laughs> Peace. It's cool. Okay, I buy all of that. I believe every bit. I don't think otherwise. You'll have to contend with this eventually, you're a grown man. <laughs> you're just shouting into the sky. <laughs> yes. I'm shouting to the sky. Mm-hmm. I think everybody oh, Bramwell and Young are the only ones who haven't talked. I yeah, know. I want I want gentleman Bramwell to talk to Young. 
Oh, that's so cute. The littlest guy and like the biggest guy. At least the thickest. I don't know if he's the tallest because dwarves aren't particularly tall, yeah. but he's definitely no, the thickest party member. He's about as tall as you can get for a dwarf, which is still not particularly tall, but he's a big guy based off of uh, the genetics. And like orchid mantises are like delicate, aren't they? They look delicate. They sure do. So Gentleman Bramwell is going to walk up to Young and say, Ah, oh, first mate Young. Oh, I forgot he could do a Bane voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there he goes. What a lovely singing voice you have. I don't think that's the voice you got. I think you could do a different voice, maybe. What are you talking about? This is a voice that I'm doing. Wait, is it German now? Are you just cycling through them? I, you're giving it only a moment before you have to force it to be something else. <laughs> just let it be, baby. Stop drawing attention to my voice. Keep it going. Uh-huh. Can you do uh, Tim Curry, Chris? Not particularly, no. Damn, that would have been good. Um. So yeah, Young says. Uh. So hey, hello. I'm Young. I'm the uh, first mate. Uh, so second. Gosh, I was instructed by Sabrina that you're the one in charge of this vessel. I, I. It's mostly ceremonial. I feel like every time I try to touch the reins, someone takes them from me. Nonsense. She has given you that position, and you must hold it with honor. If someone tries to take the reins from you, you follow the gentleman's first rule. You. Bash their kneecaps in so they cannot escape. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not great at uh, bashing. You can borrow my hammer to do it. Okay, well, I'm really more of a head-eating kind of person, if I'm perfectly honest, in the violence categories. You may absolutely devour their heads upon shattering their kneecaps, but do remember the first rule of being a gentleman. Also, the second rule. If you are dining at someone's place who's a coaster, you must always respect the wood. Okay. <laughs> yeah, respect that wood. No, stop. That's Corton's department. Must, you must respect the wood. Okay. Well, um, I'm. You gotta I'm so glad, respect it. I'm so glad you came to talk to me. I feel like people don't don't talk to me, and it's like I I'm I know stuff. I worked in the trading house. I like know all the routes and all the politics and stuff. And like everyone's like, oh, Staples can hit things good, and Zers can fly, and this yellow guy here, he can move stuff with his mind. And they're like, oh, young, well, they don't know how to do anything, but I can, I know his stuff. Well, I'm curious to pick your brain for everything you might have. Yeah. Additionally. It seems as though one of our first order of businesses upon arriving at the gore fields would be to find a a larger transport, or at least some way to increase the size of this. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going there to meet the conduit, right? That's because Sabrina wants to talk to him, because of the, she wants to know how you become one? Indeed. So that guy, he's the the duke. He's a a guy who, uh, he didn't try to rebel against the king, the god king. And so the god king gave him uh, control over this this land over here. Um, Maybe we we could ask him for a skiff. I don't know why he would give us us one, but we could ask. Or we could procure one amongst any other means necessary. (laughs) It is not without saying that we are likely entering into a situation where the gentleman's laws need to come into effect. Are you, are you talking about Grand Theft Skiff? I am proposing just that. But you're a knight. You're like honorable and stuff. Yes, and my vows tell me to protect Sabrina at any cost. And I know that the current Skiff situation will only bring displeasure to our door. 
Oh, gosh. I don't know about all that. I feel like maybe we should ask nicely, and then if, uh, you know... Damn it, you're the first mate on this ship. You need to act like it. Steal yourself up. Straighten your shoulders. Carry yourselves like the leader of the ship that Sabrina has entrusted you to be. I we think when you start shouting that, I think, like, you wake up Staples in the canoe, and she rolls over and says, Do you know why they call it the Gore Fields? Is it because it's full of gore? It's because it's full of gore. What what man what manner of gore? It's the only place on these stupid flats where things grow, so people keep fighting over it to try to take it. And all the fighting and all the wars and all the battles just leave bodies everywhere and it fertilizes the ground and turns the soil all bloody. And then uh, but then I bet there's some really cool plants. What they need to do is kill each other at the borders of it so that over time it gets bigger. Oh, shit, that's really smart. That's why I got a cult leader, Corton. Everyone's waking up now and discussing this, and Young says, yeah, uh, so the the God King put the the guy in charge over here, the Duke, and he's the the conduit we're here to see, and, like, he's the, one of the only people, uh, you know, that, like, the people like that much because he's, like, not, I don't know, he's not bad. He, like, doesn't use... Don't- Tell us about this duke. Yeah. What conduit do they possess? Yeah, what conduit? Oh, um, I it uh, it's like a it's a big secret, I think. It's a big secret conduit. Ha <laughs> ha! Don't know any of that. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not so, not so fun when it's someone else keeping the the secret conduit. Ha. Huh? Well, I mean, I'd I'd like to know, but I will not. I'm not gonna tell this man. He's gotta tell me. I'm being silly, friend. I get it. <laughs> But it's like, because the God King doesn't want anybody challenging his power, right? So he, if he finds other conduits, he has them sent to the arena, or just killed, or, you know, sent away or whatever. But this guy, he, like, cut a deal so he could, like, have this land, and he tries to make it, like, good for people. So, like, let's, we can ask him stuff. So they would be open to propositions. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's famous for that. That's his whole thing. And there uh, would be a location somewhere uh, where perhaps we could find out about skiffs. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I feel like Harp City is really the place where you want to go for skiffs. That's where you got yours, ours. This, that's where you ever we got, you know, the whole thing with the skiffs. That oh gosh, oh man, you're just very you hit the hammer <sighs> so big. You need to focus. <laughs> you need to settle yourself. Think about the pit of your stomach, and then draw up from that. Straighten your shoulders and your spine shall become like a rock. I'm actually kind of hungry. Does anybody have a head? Uh, well, we'll find one at the gore fields. You, you can eat the vulture. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, Stable just yells, fuck around and find out. <laughs> well, I mean, no matter how that ends, we'll be one party member down and the ship will work out. Uh, I mean, I imagine there's enough blood in the gore fields to, feel, to feed, you know... You and the sources, right? There's gotta be a head somewhere in there. It's full of gore. Out of curiosity, can I roll an insight on that? Um, the the uh, Young's line. Which one? Uh, I'm getting really hungry. I want to eat a head. Do they actually devour heads? Because they're Thrykreen, right? So if you rolled a 15, yeah, Thrykreen are carnivorous, and they're actually pretty brutal in Dark Sun. So yeah, the uh, young would absolutely... But like Vin- but Vindros hasn't specifically been like, I- I'm craving heads right now. That's up to Laura. So, 
Okay, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just clarifying that, it's, like, I'm trying to identify if this is, like, a joke of theirs or if they're if it's legitimately, like, oh, we need to find skulls to feed this person. Because, unfortunately, <laughs> we just left a lot behind. <laughs> we could have been grocery shopping back in the fall. Yeah, Young, why didn't you eat all the dead cannibal heads? What's wrong with you? Uh, and it would be really bad of me to pass up an opportunity to make some sort of <laughs> joke about head in Vindra. So let's yeah. just assume that that happened. <laughs> good one. <laughs> God it's fine. Vin- Vindros gets her fill. It's all good. <laughs> oh, she no. gets her fill. I hated that. <laughs> Vin- Vindros does not feel the need to bite off literal uh, face regions of people. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Vindros doesn't have to tell us how she eats heads. <laughs> I... I- <laughs> She I, gets enough head. We got it. We got it. We, yeah, everyone, the joke's been made. <laughs> we can live our lives now. Trying to answer in a serious way. I, I don't feel like Vindras is the... Um, I, I, there is a person walking around and I need to eat their head right now kind of person. Okay. Yeah, I, I think she'll settle for, for, for meat that, you know, has, has died else other ways. She doesn't get the skull munchies. Yeah, she's not. She's not looking for that crunch that only a skull, skull can satisfy. Cheese? No, that's nothing. Because then the brain is like a gooey center. I get the appeal, you know. <laughs> like a gusher. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a gusher. Brains are like gushers. Uh, as everyone's discussing the taste and like mouthfeel of skulls, um, there is a crunching noise as the canoe behind the skiff hits a rock and splits pretty significantly down the middle. And Staples says. Listen, I'm going to have to get out of here pretty soon, so either you eat my head or I'm going to have to eat somebody's head. Someone's getting beheaded before we get to the gore fields. Can you just fly for a bit? Yeah, I can, but then I'll get too tired to kill you if you decide to kill me. Oh my god, if you want to stay with the crew, just fucking take turns flying with Zuri, you fucking difficult bird. If one of you two does want to eat the other one, that does save us some problems. Young turns to you, Vindros, and goes, "Really, homie? We're not even having solidarity between the two of us. That's that's low." I f- uh, okay, so Zer, is Zer still flying? Yeah, Zer's circling around. So then she, there's room for her on the boat. No, she's so I've, flying. There is not enough room on the skiff. I've taken into account all the ways that this can be shuffled around temporarily, but in the long term, there's not enough room, and there's nothing you can say to change that. Okay, so can I? I want to have Gentleman Bramma go to the back of the boat, uh, tell Staples to start flying, and Bramma is going to pull the canoe up to the like main part of the skiff, and he is going to take his wooden shield, and he is going to start hammering it in as a makeshift patch job. All right. Uh, do you have any proficiency in, in any of this stuff? Because uh, normally there's a spell called mending, which is what you would use here. Uh, he has mason's tools. I have mending. I can help. Well, I would like to, you know, wobble over and, uh, oh, I forgot to say I don't have a tail anymore. The cannibals ate my tail. Just so everybody knows. Oh, no. It'll grow back, but I'm nubby now. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm not going to fix that in post. Lauren just decided now is the time to say that, so that's out there now. Vindros, when you see Gentleman Bramwell pull the, the canoe onto the skiff, do you just walk over and mend it? Uh, yeah, if, if, if I'm able, I will do my best to use mending to fix it up. 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Bramwell is doing kind of a cool selfless thing there by, you know, giving up their equipment to make a patch. But this is the obviously more economical choice. But once again, yeah, he's going to he's going to be like, oh, excellent. This is most fortuitous. But this is once again not a permanent solution. This this whole thing is not tenable. So you can throw the, the canoe back behind the skiff and Staples will land in it. But something needs to change because you cannot live like this. How far away is the Gorefields currently? S- sounds like you, someone wants to make a check. Uh, survival? Sure. Okay, so Zer did fly ahead though, right? Because he was very insecure. So how far did he get? Uh, so... Gentleman Bramwell gets a 15, and that's all I need to roll. Sabrina doesn't need to roll this. She doesn't need to. <laughs> Lola got a 15. Okay so, okay, so there's five player characters now because Chris is playing Bramwell, which means we need three successes for the group to succeed now instead of two. That's a nine. Sa- Sabrina gets Jesus. a five. She's not very... She's, Bramwell is her intro into this. All right, Corton, it's all oh, to you, you, buddy. You, this you, is it. New arc, you, you. Let's you go. Dummies. 15, wow. Oh! There we go! <laughs> Redemption! Corton's back on the upswing. Everything's looking up for Corton. Everything's coming up, K-Man. <laughs> 15, 15, and 15 succeed. Um, so I guess just for the fun here, I think it's Corton who, in the middle of this conversation about uh, the, the canoe you see on the horizon, the unmist- unmistakable silhouette of a windmill. Ooh. And so you can point that out to the group, and that's it seems like a place where you can at least get out and stretch your legs because you can't s- stop on the salt, but you can stop in a windmill. Operation Mindwill. When Mindwill. Mi- Operation Mindwill. <laughs> Operation Mindwill. <laughs> All right. So Never yeah, mind. Corton sees the windmill on the horizon and points a hand out and says, "Well, I mean, we could stop there at least to figure it out, maybe." Sleep for the night if necessary. If nobody is there at the windmill, maybe we can like do some kind of cool carpentry and turn the sails of the windmill into a boat. I don't know. Yeah, because nothing has gone wrong in every fucking building we've entered. <laughs> well, somebody's got to try and keep the optimism up. I'm sorry. The, the only thing that has ever gone wrong in any building is me getting kidnapped every time we enter literally any building. So as long as I cast some, like, don't kidnap me spells, we're going to be fine. You didn't have the gentleman's greeting the last time that happened. General Bramwell's going to pick up his hammer. Okay, so the Romance Dawn pulls up to this windmill, which is just incongruously standing in the middle of the flats. I think at this point you've all become accustomed to the fact that the world is a strange jumble of things from different times and places, all mishmashed together because of whatever the nature of the apocalypse was. None of you are quite sure, but you're not so weirded out by this building now. Um, you walk up to it. It is several stories tall uh, that it seems to be functioning perfectly well. The blades are spinning. Um, it seems to be uh, using the wind to like uh, have this mechanism in the back where you can like grind up grain. Um, you know, it's it's functional. It's not creepy or ominous or anything. Uh, there's a lock on the front door. It's a, but it's a pretty simple lock. It's just like a, a padlock. What do you do? Would your hammer work on this lock, gentlemen? Oh, uh, well, can we do a perception check first? Sure. Just in case there's someone on the inside so we don't just smash into their house. Yeah, that seems nice. <laughs> but think of the fun. Uh, Jenna Bramwell rolled a 12. All right. 
10, 12, 12, the party uh, does average, which means you listen intently and you hear absolutely nothing inside the windmill. There is no sign of life or movement whatsoever. That means it's safe to kick the door in. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Gentleman Bramwell's gonna move to do that. Uh, Sabrina's gonna say, wait a minute, isn't Zerd like a, a thief? Don't you know how to pick locks? Actually, I like this. Uh, so this could be a fun storyline. Do you want Zer to train Sabrina as like a little thief? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Baby thief. Tiny thief. So yeah, I think amongst all the different sharps in uh, Zer's coat, he has some like lock picking equipment and he will give you advantage while he tries to show you how to pick it. Um, this guy, yeah, this could be fun. I like the idea of a, a Disney princess thief. Is this uh, is this straight dexterity then? Because I don't have thieves tools. Uh, sleight of hand. Okay, well, it's actually the same. Uh, <laughs> so the first one is a nine. The second roll is an eighteen, though. Look at that advantage coming in handy. Yep, eighteen successful. Tell me how this works. Draw me this picture. Uh, so Sabrina's gonna be sitting there, and she's she's got her little hands moving, and I like to think Zer's hovering over. He's like, you know, listening real tightly to hear if the tumblers are moving, and just giving like a no, no, you're going too far. Let's sit, let's sit back. No, oh, no, take it easy, take it. Don't break the locks. And um, I guess it's kind of like just watching someone do the lock picking game in Skyrim, where mm-hmm. you're just like, yep, clicks. Eventually, it opens. You didn't break too many of my lock picks. Way to go, kiddo. Yeah, then Zer like uh, leans up against the wall, crosses their arms, and just like uh, deliberately not looking at Lola's like, huh, I guess I am really skilled and not at all intimidated. Yeah, yeah, definitely not intimidated. I'm extremely chill and nothing's bothering me at all. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> uh, Staples just rolls her eyes and walks in. Hold on. Uh-huh. Uh, gentlemen, Bramwell, can I hold your hammer for a minute? What do you need the gentleman's greeting for? Oh, I just want to flex on a guy. Well, there's no more honorable thing in the universe, so here you go. Alright, I'm gonna gonna roll strength, because I don't know if Lola can actually... (laughs) Okay, now I want to be clear, Chris, are you you saying the hammer's name is the gentleman's greeting? Is that what's going on? Austin, if you check my character sheet that I sent to you... (laughs) In my attack box, it just says the gentleman's greeting with the stats for my Warhammer, so I think you need to do this math. Yeah, you know what? That's on me. <laughs> All right, I order 14 on strength, and I'm going to put it over my shoulder and be like, oh, look who's strong now. <laughs> yeah, I think actually uh, uh, Young turns to the group and says, yeah, yeah uh, so like, you know, having a conduit doesn't make you like, you know, creator of the cosmos or anything, but people call them gods because they're a little stronger and a little hardier and they live a long time compared to regular people. How, uh, h- how old are you, Lola? Uh, see, I'd love to be able to answer that for you, but, uh, I kind of don't know. Never been really one for keeping time. At this point, Zer's just like, no, it's fine. It's cool. I don't care. And he walks in <laughs> to the windmill. <laughs> Do you have a family? Mm, I mean, just my animal friends. Any memories of parents? Uh, no. I'm sorry if I pride. Oh, it's it's okay. Look, I got Stuart. I got Sloth Grain. Um, uh, I can talk to birds sometimes. That's fun. Never a finer family has been found then. Yeah, I mean, it's I like my my little animal family. 
Okay, can you take this back? I think my shoulder's gonna break now. Yeah, Lolo, you just wanted to show off that you could lift the hammer. Yeah, because <laughs> Zer was being a little bitch. Oh my god, you were literally just big dicking <laughs> Zer. Yeah, that was literally my entire intention. Just, just absolutely cruel. I actually want to say at this point, Weaver is gonna stay with the skiff. Um, you know how in like. Red Dead Redemption or Breath of the Wild, there's a button to call your horse. And it's like, no matter how far away the horse is, it just happens to be there. Weaver is going to be like that for the skiff, where it's like, if you need the skiff to arrive, he has been in psychic communication with Vindros, and he was just far enough away off screen that he can come to you if you need him. But you don't have to actively track the skiff if you want to like go walk around on adventures. Okay, so we can we can cross him off the list of people we might kick out of the group. Cool, that's another one. Definitely. Another one we don't have to worry about. No, I mean, you absolutely can. You just then would have to keep track of the skiff more judiciously. I'm, telling, I'm trying to get them to not get rid of the person who's teaching me cool psychic powers. I mean, we're not getting rid of Zero. There'll be a fight. All right. Why don't you all roll investigation to uh, check out this windmill? Eight. Nine. Vindrus gets captured. <laughs> I mean, I did roll the lowest in the group. Uh, so the party fails miserably. Uh, Vindros, can you roll me a constitution saving throw, please? Of course, of course. Come on. Uh, this isn't on purpose, I promise. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, 17. That's very good. Okay, so the party enters the windmill, and you begin searching it, uh, like, pretty, pretty, pretty diligently. The party fails, but that doesn't mean you don't get a good look around. There's nothing here to stop you. Uh, the, the mo- mostly what you notice is really boring agricultural documents. There's, like, a calendar with, like, here's the harvest season, here's the rainy season. You find a bunch of things, it's like, we planned it X amount on Y day, and we're gonna harvest this and this and that. And you're like, wow, this shit sucks, it's so boring. So you go to the next floor, and it's like, like, here's some equipment, here's like some rakes, and here's some plows and so forth. It's just, it, none of you I don't think are particularly interested in agriculture. It seems extremely boring. Um, and you're you're climbing, you're climbing up this windmill, and Vindros, uh, suddenly you begin feeling lightheaded. Uh, you succeeded on your constitution saving throw, so you do not lose consciousness, but you drop to a knee heavily, uh, and everyone like turns and looks at you as you seem to have be having trouble standing. See, Vin- Vindros is going to be fine. She's been like having little sniffs of those Novocaine healing potions every now and then. She's 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 building up a tolerance. She she can she can handle this. <laughs> All right. So I would say you're on the second floor of three. Uh, Vindros, you can no longer stand. What do the rest of you do? Vindros is going to turn to the rest of the party and go, "I don't know what's happening, but I'm getting real about to get kidnapped vibes again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 happening. It always happens." All right, so Corton's uh, 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 gonna uh, look at Vindros and look at the stairs, and I can stay with her if you want to check the rest of the place out. That's what I was about to suggest. Uh, so I'm gonna roll stealth to try and sneak up to the next floor without being magicked. Sounds good. And I rolled a 24. Holy Christ. All right. So, Lola, you go run up ahead of the party. You open the door to the top floor and you stealth in. It doesn't matter who was in here. They would not have seen you coming. Uh, unfortunately, this floor appears to be empty. You come in, you do like a, a SWAT tactic where you like t- uh, you slice the pie. It's called with your crossbow to make sure that you would shoot anyone who was in the room. But there's just nobody 
here and you find yourself like behind the blades of the windmill you can like look out between them out over the horizon um and you see in the distance uh endless fields of produce you you see wheat you see uh rice patties you see orchards trees with apples oranges lemons just pears, every everything you can imagine. Some science fiction and fantasy fruits we haven't even dreamed of yet, uh, and it goes off as far as the eye can see in every direction. Now that you're at the top of this windmill, uh, you can see the gore fields, which provides all of the food for wormwood. Hmm. Uh, would I roll perception to know what the fuck is going on, or would that be more like Arcana? Why yeah, why don't you roll Arcana? That's a good that's a good suggestion. I'm bad at that, but fingers yeah. crossed. I got a twelve. Yeah, no, so you get up onto the third floor, you have your crossbow out, you check every corner, and there's just nobody here. And you look out and you say like, Well, that's exactly where we need to go. It looks gorgeous. You're like dumbstruck by it. you're like, Holy shit. I've never seen so much like edible food in one place. This is incredible. And you're also struck by like the deep earthy red of the soil which you know is literally blood from battles fought over this ground it's almost like a magical realism kind of vibe to this because it's like obviously the blood would really like dry up or you know coagulate and become you know part of the ground it wouldn't it wouldn't stain the earth the way it has but magic exists in this world and something has happened to the soil is it that i'm seeing when I look out from the front past the like the the, the spinny part, <laughs> is that like I'm already immediately up to the windmill showing is green, or is it like I see how far we still need to go? Yeah, it, it's it's so you can make it there by the end of the day. You it's like you okay. couldn't you couldn't see the fields from the ground, but now that you're up on the third floor, you can look at it, you can see the fields. Okay, cool. I thought because I was like, is there weird illusion magic here? Nope, it's just now that you know where it is and you know you're almost there. This windmill is just the last stop. Uh, if you, for example, want to leave an NPC behind. Everyone else, constitution saving throw. Uh, Sabrina rolled a 23. Sick. And Gentleman Bramwell rolls a 21. Holy shit. Fuck you, nerd. <laughs> Get him. Corton rolled a 5. Oh. Well, at least Vindras isn't alone this time in being destroyed by the building. Yeah, so Vindras, you drop to a knee. You're feeling woozy. You can't stand. Corton uh, comes back, stops by you, and says, "Like I'll stay right next to you. Uh, we'll we'll figure out what's going on. I'm right here for." And then he's just unconscious. He just falls across, like he just full full face plant into you. He faints into your arms. <laughs> oh, what a picture. Oh. He has lost consciousness, which is not ideal. Um, and I'm actually going to roll for, I'm going to roll for some NPCs here. Uh, we got a seven. Uh, Staples is woozy. Uh, not nineteen. Young is fine. And fourteen. Uh, obviously, Zer is keeping it tight. I, I have all the people. Staples and uh, Corton have lost consciousness. <laughs> so can uh, Bramwell help? Kind of try to carry. Uh, Vindros and not carry, but like because so, Vindros is still conscious, but like help support Vindros and help carry Corton out of there. Yeah, give me a strength uh, saving throw. Uh, twenty one. Yes. Okay. Bramwell 
throws uh, Vindros over one arm and Corton over the other and starts tanking uh, out of the windmill. Uh, so what is Sabrina up to? What is Lola up to while well, that's going on? Stables is unconscious, you say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Sabrina is just going to leave. Uh, probably like as a suggestion from General Bramwell to be like, we should get out of here if we don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So she's going to leave because she's seeing people drop and she's worried about them. Uh, so I guess I come back down the stairs and I guess she just staples passed out and Zer still here? No, Zer and Young are both still conscious. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what's going on here, but I can see the gore fields and we're not super far. Uh, should we, should we put her in the boat? I don't I, I I can't lift it by myself, and I'm not just gonna leave somebody in some haunted windmill. Cause that's what I'm assuming is happening here. The ghosts, as everybody knows, are real. I would say, Sabrina, you see Lola come back down and try to uh, talk to the NPCs about uh, like carrying staples out. Do you just leave still? You don't intervene at all. Uh, no. If I if I see that, uh, one thing I'd like to ask: Can I roll an Arcana check to determine if this is something? magically influence that's happening of course uh sabrina rolled a 19 with a 19 i'll say you definitely think it could be magical although if it was a powerful magic it would have taken more people out quickly if someone was trying to do like a mass sleep spell or something like it would wipe the whole group instead of slowly putting everybody to sleep so you think it's actually maybe not as dangerous as a powerful spell um and you know that um, if there's something in the room with you, uh, it could be invisible. You've used invisibility a couple times, so you're familiar mm-hmm. with that spell. Um, so you think that maybe uh, you could figure out something here to put a stop to this. All right. Uh, is there like a fireplace or something on this level? No, dog. I do not think fireplaces uh, are standard for windmills because of flammability. Okay. Uh, is there, there like food or something? Oats. Can we throw oats at everything? Yeah, you know what? That's actually really interesting. So I th- this windmill has explicitly been used to like grind up oats, I think I said. Uh, so that makes t- total sense for there to be oats stored here. Uh, why don't you paint me this picture? I, I'm, it's coming together in my mind, but I want you to help me. Uh, I want to find a thing of oats that's being ground. I want to reach my little baby hand in there. I'm going to grab a big handful and I just want to do like a circle spin around the room, throwing it as, as like all across the room and see if anything looks out of place when it happens. Yeah, so you start throwing these oats, uh, and they definitely hit something that's invisible in this room. It's vaguely humanoid, and it's you see it as it's like moving away from uh, Staples' unconscious body and towards the rest of you. Uh, this thing seems to be just like walking from person to person and take putting them into unconsciousness somehow. And you're throwing these oats around and you, they bonk off of its body. Actually, some of them kind of pass through the body. It's not solid, it's whatever ghost. this is. Lauren, a little, maybe a little bit louder? It's a ghost! Is it a ghost? Uh, nature is how you learn about things like this, I think. Okay, I bet it's a ghost. I was okay. kidding the first time I said it was a ghost, but no, now not I'm not arcana sure. to see if it's an arcane ghost or animal. I have negative one to both ghost. of those, so it doesn't matter. I got a five. I got a nine, so Yeah, this is very interesting. So you, the Arcana roll tells you that this isn't magic. You try to figure out what kind of creature it is, and neither of you know. You just know it's an invisible creature that isn't solid. Uh Bramwell, you you are you pick up 
of Vindros and Cortana, you make it down to the bottom floor when you realize Sabrina is not behind you and you hear people throwing oats up above you on the floor. Oh, so. that distinct sound. Okay. I'm going to rush back <laughs> the in. The distinct then. sound of oats. Yeah, everyone knows it. That classic we all love. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to run back in. Okay, so uh, everyone else sees this invisible force uh, striding across the 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 floor with kind of like has like a bunch of loose oats floating in its human esque shape. It's not fully human. I would say it's humanoid. At least it has arms oh. and a head. So um, it is humanoid. Ish. It's yeah. It's a very loose kind of like human uh, force, and it floats over Zer and Young. Let's see if they can constitution. Uh, nope. Uh, 13 succeeds. Young stays up. Four. Zer fails. Zer falls face first onto the ground. All right. I'm going to shoot where it's like feats might be. Mm-hmm. Roll. Uh, that's a 24 to hit. Hell yeah. So you shoot uh, a quill through where this thing's legs would be, and you hit something. But whatever it is, uh, keeps moving through it. It seems like I would say it did half damage. Take that thing. I don't know what you are. Take ten. So five. So uh, five. You, you hit it, but it does not seem particularly affected by that, and it's still trying to to hurt people. I want to cast. Uh, I want to just cast Ray of Frost right now, just to kind of try to see if I can scare it off. And I roll a 26. Yeah, so you hit uh, this thing just full force in the chest with a ray of frost, Sabrina. And this actually does real damage. So I'm going to deal eight damage. Cold damage. Mm -hmm. Super powerful cold damage. Mega cold damage. (laughs) Does not help. It's actually, sorry, eight to the fifth power. Uh, I don't know what that is, 2,000 or something like that. So it's dead, right? All the damage. Uh Uh-huh. So, Sabrina, you actually do the first real damage to this invisible force, which uh, you like freeze over its chest area, um, and then it, it you see its body kind of amorphously move. It is not bound to whatever this humanoid shape is, and so it kind of uh, flows around the ice so that the ice is now its fist, and it uses that to like uh, stretch out, grab the door to this floor, and slam it shut, and drop a bar so that gentleman Bramwell cannot arrive for help right away. And it's going to try to kill Sabrina and Lola, who are the only party members in the room with it now. So we are in a we are in combat. All right. All right. Um, Do I need to roll initiative? Nope. It's just the order we're going in. So. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hit it uh, with many attacks. Uh, so three. That's what I can do now, because I have a thing. It's great. Uh, 12, 11, 17. Only 17 hits. Damn it. At least <laughs> I don't use any spell slots yet. Um, that was supposed to be six plus three, so nine damage, so I guess four and a half, four damage. Yeah, four. So you shoot another quill, you push her around whatever its forces it is. And this is very funny to me because I didn't imagine this fight taking place against a kind of oat human <laughs> because it's full oat of oats man. now. Yeah, so it's, now I'm imagining it as like a, an oaty kind of force. Um, but it's and now uh, Sabrina's turn. All right, so I'm going to use a first level spell slot, and I'm going to cast Ice Knife. So I'm going to form my Ice Knife, and I'm going to launch it at the mysterious figure. Uh, that's a crit. Wow. Okay, Hell Sabrina. Yeah. All right. She's like, I don't feel bad about killing. I'll do nope. it again. Try to stop me. 
Now you asked for it. I just revealed that I feel nothing from this anymore. All right, so that is. Why do you think child soldiers are a thing? Mm-hmm. Sorry, audience. This show well, just got man. dark. Calm down, Austin. <laughs> Calm down. Okay, so it would be six for the first attack, and then, the, or I guess twelve, and then they need to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid nineteen. Uh, I got crit, so kind of feel like I should still take the full damage anyway, right? Uh, all right, everybody, constitution saving throw in this small room. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I would say the way this thing attacks is its its humanoid form becomes less solid, and it kind of flows over you, and you find yourself less and less able to breathe. Oh, well, I crit failed. Twelve. Oh. Yep, uh, Sabrina f- falls unconscious, and in fact, she slams her head on the corner of a desk on her way down. Bonk. Fuck. Uh, so it's seven damage to Sabrina. Lola, you're the only one still conscious in this room. I guess except for I didn't roll for Young, who's the only one here. Uh, 19. Damn, Young cannot be defeated. <laughs> Thank fucking Christ for that. All right. Um... I would say, Bramwell, you, the door closes right as you reach it. So you're in this fight, technically. You just have a door to get through. Okay. Uh, 18, 22, 23. Yep, those all hit. Okay, so before I roll normal damage, one of those, I'm going to use Hail of Thorns, uh, which is a ranger spell, so one of my uh, arrows turns into a bunch of them and uh, hits. Uh, 14. Uh, fuck, yeah, that... Yeah, my uh, my spell save DC is twelve. Oops, but that's fine. You get one D ten in half. All right, so this is possibly the least effective type of damage, uh, piercing damage on this thing, which is both it's invisible and have. <laughs> invisible and amorphous. It's all I have. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you did a, a good chunk of damage, but it just seems like piercing damage cannot. Knock this thing out. That's just, you could do yeah. a thousand. You just won't be able to permanently put this thing down with piercing damage. All right, that's yep. Constitution saving throw, Lola. No. As this thing flows over and around you and encases you, and you no longer can breathe. Fourteen. All right, Lola's still up. Here comes Young. Five. Young goes down. Fuck. It's just Lola in this room. Uh, uh, Bramwell, you're on the other side of a door. What do you do? I want to break that door down. Give it the old gentleman's greeting. Yep. Attack it. Uh, and then a 14. Yep. 14 does it. I was looking for 12. So you, you can p- put a hole through that door. Just knock it down with your giant hammer. This is just a wooden door and a windmill. It's not meant to withstand that kind of assault. So you crunch it in and you see uh, Young go down. It's just Lola is standing over the bodies of Staples, Young, and Zer. What is happening here? Uh, there's there's an invisible thing on the Oatman, is what I've been calling it, and all I can do is piercing spiky spike of damage, and it's not working, so, uh, help. Bramwell, you didn't do a nature check. You weren't in the room. Do you want to try it? Sure, that's, he's so good at that. Please, somebody has to. Well, I got a 15. With a 15 Bramwell, I'll say this thing hasn't spoken. You think if it was like a ghost or something, it would be like, you know, get out of my windmill, boo. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, back that up. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just do that again for me. Boo. 
Um, Thank you. What this actually reminds you of, Bramwell, um, you've heard of, you know, you're, you're a knight. You try to help people and you've pulled a person or two out of a burning building in your time. You're on, you understand that there are like situations in which people can't breathe inside of enclosed spaces and they lose consciousness. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say you understand what kind of gas this is, but you think this is actually an elemental of some kind of gas that most humanoids cannot breathe. All right. So I don't know if I need to make an intelligence check for this. Do I feel like it would help if I like broke in, like broke down windows? Um, so you rolled a 15. I'll let you, I'll, I'll let that ride and say, you think that is actually a perfect solution to the fact that you're inside a, a closed room with a thing that makes it hard to breathe. All right. Yeah. Uh, then Bramwell is going to take the gentleman's greeting and run over to the closest window and just slam his hammer straight through it. Yeah. I'm not even gonna make you roll for that. I don't understand how a hammer would not break a window when re- wielded by a train tonight. So you- knock, knock, bitch. i love it so you blow the windows out of the second story of this windmill and uh the elemental uh begins kind of dispersing out it it doesn't get sucked out because this room isn't like pressurized but the pressure differential is such that this thing starts dispersing out because that's the way that gases work in physics is my understanding um and as it does start to kind of disperse um everyone can have a chance to wake up here if if that's what's going on uh, let's wake everyone up, and I'm gonna wake up Staples too, cause I'm not gonna just can't just leave somebody in a windmill full of beans and oats, especially somebody who likes blood so much. I feel like that'd be really cruel, and she may be kind of a bitch, but. So Bramwell saves everyone's lives in his first episode under Chris's control. Um, the 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 elemental. I'm gonna say what happens here is that uh, basically Bramwell and Lola drag everyone down to the first floor. Uh, eventually, Vindros and Corton recover on their own because they're no longer in the room with it, and you all can like open up the front door and drag yourself out back onto the flats. I'm gonna give everybody tiny little slaps. To wake them up. Hey. Oh god. Hey. Did I? Did I? Did I get kidnapped by a sleep monster? Is that what happened this time? No, no kidnapping. Your body stayed in one place. Isn't that great? Twas a monster made of smoke and gas. It was. Oh. Yeah, that. What he said. I think it's uh, it's Young who speaks up eventually and says, "Uh, yeah, was there a bunch of like." Uh, agricultural supplies in there? There was hose and shit, if that's what you mean. Yeah, I think there was a bunch of, like, mulch and fertilizer, which is like, wow, just full of nitrogen? Which we cannot breathe. The shit monster, then! Oh. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say, but a much nicer way to say it. Yeah, nitrogen, you need it for farming, but it, it draws nitrogen elementals, and you can't you can't store that stuff in enclosed rooms. That's why I think they locked it. Well. So is there an odor to this establishment or not? N- no, nitrogen's o- o- odorless. No, an owner to this establishment. Oh, My accent's a bit thick. No, we failed our investigation check. I guess the, the elemental's gone, so we can peruse it our, at, our, at our leisure now. Oh, can we roll investigation again? No, I, there's no reason to. Now that, now that the danger has passed, there's nothing stopping you from investigating at your leisure. 
Um, I will say that you look over these, uh, this windmill a little more thoroughly now that it's safe, and you find uh, at least some uh, stationery with the the what's the stuff at the top of a stationery that says who it's from? Jesus, letterhead? a letterhead, Christ Almighty, I'm falling apart, uh, which seems to be uh, from the offices of Duke Pendergrass. That's a stupid name. He is the person that Sabrina is here to see. The the conduit that the God King is allowed to live in his realm. Um, I'm just gonna stuff like my pockets and like shiny rock pouch full of as many oats as I can. Uh, I'll just be like oats falling out my pockets like a fucking casino when the pennies fall out. Um, uh, and then after that, I would like to peek around at this letterhead. Is there any indication anywhere in here what kind of conduit it might be? Um, I think information about a setting like this is a history role. We don't do a lot of history rolls in Dice Funk because usually you guys just ask an NPC to give you exposition. Let's do a history roll. I got a 13. Bramwell got a 15. Vindras and... got an 8 because she's still half asleep. And Sabrina also got a 15. And Corton got a 19 inexplicably. Only when it doesn't matter. It might matter. So 15, 15, and 19 passes. I want to say, Corton, you're the person who finds maybe like a lockbox full of correspondence. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Um, And you find this, this is uh, basically a bunch of letters back and forth from the God King Wolfram himself to this Duke Pendergrass, the person you're here to see. And basically what they're arguing about is the fact that the Duke refuses to use slave labor. Okay. And so the God King keeps saying, like, stop hiring people, just use the prisoners, and the Duke is not having it. And I think at some point in this conversation, the God King says, damn you, if, if you weren't the conduit of compromise, this wouldn't be so difficult. <laughs> oh. Well, that explains how he got a deal. Yeah. Absolutely. And so basically, as the God King is, you know, doing his his tyranny and authoritarianism and slavery and so forth, um, the Duke is then the only conduit in the realm who hasn't been killed or disposed of because he keeps cutting deals. A dangerous man. Mm hmm. And so that's who that's who you're up against here. But that would mean he'd be receptive to making the deal. It sure does. Mm. Well, Maybe a deal can be made. So, speaking of deals, uh, now is the, the time if you want to leave somebody in the windmill. Uh, Staples, hey. Hey. Uh, we, we would like to talk to you. We're already talking. Yeah, see? Uh, so what do you think of this windmill? I mean, it knocked me unconscious before I even got to the top of it, so it's not my top five favorite windmills. <laughs> okay, but what, how would you how would you feel about it if the the gas that knocked you out was gone? Cause it's gone. Yeah, no, I was there when everyone explained what happened. All right, so I'm just gonna be straight up here. Uh, can't fit everyone on the boat. All right, I see what's going on. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, hold on. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're not my dad. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm trying to see. And I had this conversation with my dad. And guess what? I couldn't fit in the boat. <laughs> uh, here's my thinking. We can get a bigger boat in the gore fields maybe and come back and retrieve you. But if you don't want to be retrieved, 
uh, you'll have your own house here, this windmill. Uh, and if you go to the top floor and look out the front, you can see all the gore fields. So it'd be like T. It'd be like not what's TV? We don't have that here. It'd be like uh, entertainment all the time. A theater production just for you. The goriest of theater productions. Plus, you could pop over from some carry on. So, carry on, carry out. Ah. Uh. Young speaks up at this point and says, uh, uh, Mr. Bramwell, gentlemen Bramwell, weren't you saying last night that we could get a bigger skiff somewhere if we did some Grand, grand Theft skiff? Um, I mean, people drive in and out of here with big shipments of grain and like it, you got or in like fruits and veg- vegetables and you gotta get a big skiff what if we did uh i mean uh, i i would never if, but if you guys wanted to do uh, a highway crime oh well you know what i'd love to do a highway crime i'm certainly not opposed to highway crime hi- oh my god i can be a highwayman finally crime is fun it would need to be under a very specific situation and condition i've been known to commit a crime or two at a truck stop Oh my lord almighty. <laughs> okay, so uh, this this is a big decision, right? Because right now the party is I mean, not you're not all great people, but if you want to do this kind of crime, this is like the next level of like you're going to be fucking some people over. So, if you want to do this, this is a way to get a bigger skiff. If we're going to attack a ship and take it, I believe it is of the utmost importance that we establish our position and attack something from the god king himself. See, he's just a little colonialist, but a little bit Bane at the same time. And I think that's... It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> All right, so if everybody agrees, I can, we can do a really cool truck heist to end this episode. Fuck it, heist. But let's all get all right, on that. Well, I guess we're, we're highwaymen now. From a certain perspective, you're highwaymen. From another perspective, maybe freedom fighters against a cruel I mean, tyrant? Could be Who both. knows? Who's to say? We're commandeering, we're commandeering the skiff for the good of saving I the realm. I love to commandeer things. You have no idea. We have a member of the royal family in our team, which means that it's commandeering. Does it bother anyone else that there always comes a point in every Dice Funk season where we have to ask the question, are the player characters terrorists? <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking about it, but thanks. Now I am. Well, I, I think you've just sort of hit upon the hero trope in general. Shut up and let us steal a boat. If you're going to continually put us in situations where we have to make hard choices, you don't get to be critical when we make hard choices. Shut up and let us steal the boat. Hey, you want, if you want a season where it never seems like we have to answer the question, are we terrorists or not? Just give us a season when nothing goes wrong and we have a very easy time. All right, so here's what I want from you all, which is A, to describe this cool bigger skiff, because it's going to be yours if this is successful, so feel free to give it, you know, style and flourish, and then paint me the picture of how you set a trap for it as it leaves the gore fields laden with food for people. Can it be painted to look like a gator? If if we're getting a new one, does that mean that this is the justification for calling it the HMS Bussy? <laughs> now my alligator question doesn't sound so bad, Austin. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it's one thing to like snipe the driver, but that's not going to stop the uh, things pulling it. So, oh, and then I feel like we could have Zarin Staples like on the sides, waiting to like sneak up the sides of the boat and do assassin style. I'm murdering everybody, I'm sorry. What if Corton just, like, wanders into the path of it nude? <laughs> that was my other idea, yeah. <sighs> so, Sabrina took the new spell Slow, which can slow 
several people in an area. So she could use her ability to slow the horses and the people on board to make it like a, a, a peaceful like takeover. So we don't so we don't have to like snipe a driver and then a couple of, of, of skiff horses or anything like that. I will say this is like a Brinks truck. There are there's gonna be resistance. One spell won't do this. A slow yeah. can definitely be part of yeah. it. But yeah. Uh, I, I so. could throw yeah, a what's the way to start thing off? I could throw a hold person into the mix for anyone uh on, on that skiff who isn't gonna go peacefully. Well, I can snipe without murdering. I could just like shoot their hand so they can't do anything for a bit. <laughs> If you got an arrow in your hand, wouldn't that like stop it from doing hand stuff? So, Lauren, we can't talk about hand stuff. <laughs> yes, we can talk about hand stuff, Austin. Corton, roll for hand stuff. Yeah. You get okay. super advantage with this. No, I was kidding. Don't you actually roll for roll that? Roll it, roll it, roll it. That'd be what dexterity. I mean, well, it's dexterity or constitution, depending on you know what your Athletics. goal is. I'm cutting all of this out. Why? It's hilarious. Is just, it? Just lean into it, Austin. <laughs> Corton, you jerk off the skiff. What? <laughs> that's, that's performance all the way. What was I thinking? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> all right, so. 20. See? There you go. That's see, what he's doing, what he's supposed to be doing. The dice roll. <laughs> Hand stuff. The man's right. Okay, so honestly, Corton, at the 20 performance roll, you definitely can walk it, wander into the middle of the road and do something here, which is really helpful. I still do need a vivid, incredible description of this skiff. The artists are fucking furious with you all for mutilating your characters every week. Give them something. <laughs> it looks like an alligator. They painted it to look like an alligator. I was going to say, would, would it be interesting to have one that sort of um painted in sort of like whites and greys with cracks across it a sort of as if it was to be you know camouflaged on the salt flats it's one of those troop carriers that they use to land us on the beaches at normandy oh my god i was just thinking of like crocodiles like salt the caimans the, the tiny crocodiles it would be pretty cool to have a, a crocodile front on on the boat <laughs> would it be cute it would be cute thank you what if it looks like, what if it's painted to be camouflaged and then on one part of it there's like a little baby crocodile so it looks like there's a real baby crocodile in the salt. That's just moving on the crocodile. Yeah! <laughs> it's painted on the top of the front. There's just one little lizard. <laughs> yeah, and so it looks like there's just a little lizard running across the salt all the time. This is so strangely idiosyncratic. It's like, describe if I said, describe to me a cool car, and you're like, yeah, it has like an anime lady decal. And it's like, <laughs> I guess that tells me something, but it's, you know it's not what I asked for. I tried to, descri I tried to describe the paint job. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> I'm not a boat builder. What if the figurehead of the ship is an animal, and it's... An what? otter. Like a, but, yeah, it's an otter. No, otters don't live in the salt. I was kidding. It's, it's no, that's fine. An otter could be the figurehead on the ship. Wait, it's gonna be. There's gonna be an otter, and there's gonna be an alligator motif. What kind of fucking? No, there's there's no alligator anymore. It's just <laughs> the otter. No, what? Right, it's an alligator. Wait, Austin, Austin, Austin. I will. Oh, I will say some words that I know Austin will enjoy. It looks kind of like an old pirate boat. There you go. Is that a description? Do you like I that, I love the Austin? pirate boat with an alligator, which is an animal we just invented, which is a combination yeah. of an otter and an alligator. And if it's going pirate ship, there has to be a, cruise, uh, a crow's nest. Yeah, it's, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a carrick ship. Yeah. But, like, really, 
imagine that that thing, you know, like on its belly, like like or like rolling around on its back, swimming on its back, like just being adorable. Oh, he's gonna death roll all the scallops, right? This is why we give really generic descriptions of the ship itself, so that the fan artists can spend all of their time working out how to make this animal work yeah, on the boat. We're gonna get zero uh, pi- pictures of the skiff and a hundred of the alligator. Alligator. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a sloth bee. Yeah, I mean, shout out to everyone who did the shark horses justice. I look at them twice a day. Oh, they're it's so good. really look all I live for boys. anymore. It's a good. They're going to be so happy when we get to the Gorefields. <laughs> okay, so starting with Corton, who wanders into the middle of the road to create a classic uh, Grand Theft skiff trap. Uh, I need the five or the five characters, but four players to walk me through this this carjacking. I had a quick question that's probably not important to anybody else, but um a <laughs> great way to start. <laughs> we are we are transferring our current shark horses and uh preposterous to this gif, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm not abandoning my boys, alright. So Sabrina is gonna cast slow once the, the skiff stops like starting to slow down so that it can basically slowly cause narratively the way Sabrina casts slow is she kind of like places ice on it to slowly kind of frost them over so like the they start you know the inertia starts going down they start slowing down to almost uh, almost being still all right and that's a wisdom save uh yes the wisdom you said there were no rolls you promised 15 me. well it doesn't matter i said in the descript in the description phase then a corton did a 21st performance so that's a 15 which is a, a pretty good success so um some of the people in the this large heavily armored skiff do slow but not all of them so who's up next uh, so the, okay. the skiff yeah <laughs> okay i would like to once the slow has been enacted have lola shoot um like the hitch of the thing so that their uh pack animals will be released. Alright, yeah, that's cool. So you release them safely. Yeah, so then they they don't have the and the shores, whatever animals they have can go do whatever they want, but they can't keep moving the boat. Alright, make an attack. Uh nineteen. Hell yeah. Damn, you nailed that from the third story of the windmill. Yeah, because I'm a fucking sniper bitch. You really are. Um, and also, you said earlier that Zer and Staples are going to roll up on the slowed um, skiff and take out some guy Splinter st- Cell style. Yeah, they don't have to kill him necessarily if that's what we're trying to go for, but at least, you know, incapacitate. I think, like, Zer, Zer comes up behind one and, like, chokes him out, but Staples uh, absolutely just rips the guy's throat open with her beak and just starts drinking him like a fucking uh, Capri Sun. And then she looks up and like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was hungry. What? Uh, that leaves Bramwell and Vindros. Uh, Vindros is going to scan the, 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 the thoughts of the remaining people on the ship who haven't been incapacitated and try and identify who left is the biggest threat to us or the ship moving again uh, and attempt to cast hold person on them. Oh, fuck. I didn't see that coming. Uh, so you detect thoughts on this big skiff. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this has a bunch of people on on like the upper deck, right? Um, but uh, there's like a hold. There's like a, a trap door you can open in the middle where they put all the produce down there. And there's thoughts coming from down there. And that is definitely the most dangerous person. <gasps> is it Slimefoot the stowaway? God, that's such a deep cut. 
I know of Magic the Gathering. No one's gonna get that. Is it slime foot the stowaway? No. Um. So I'm going oh. to resist whole person. And I, you might want to peep this bonus when you decide how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven. Oh. That's quite a high bonus. I don't want the bow anymore. You can have it. I failed to hold this person. <laughs> On the deck of this uh, skiff uh, are a bunch of moles. The ki- same kind of person, the same species that Corton is. And so you assume they're slaves because they're often used for slave labor and wormwood. And so those are the people who are being slowed and that uh, Staples is drinking. Uh, but these people don't seem particularly dangerous. They seem like they're just doing their job. But whoever Vindros's thoughts, whoever's thoughts you sense and try to hold under the deck... Like you try to you try to read their thoughts and it's it's basically just like opening an oven on full blast, but with your mind. Yeah, Vindros is going to as best she can alert everyone. Hey, there's someone real fucking dangerous down in the hold. Uh, and that leaves us with gentleman Bramwell, the last one who's going to try to to heist the skiff. Hmm. Well, that changes some things. I was going to Spartan kick somebody off the boat and be like, free to go. But I guess that's not possible now. So, I guess I have to go Spartan kick what's ever in the hold. All right. So you, so Bramwell, you ride up on preposterous, jump onto the skiff, and wrench the 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 door to the hold open. Yeah, I have to fight whatever's in the hold. That way, the, the little little moles can go free. All right. So you r- wrench open the door to the hull, and you you get lanced in the chest by a blast of magic. Uh, Twenty. That's gonna hit. So it is like a person. Or something. You take 14 damage as the this burst of magic comes out of the hold, hits you square in the chest. It is like a a, a spear of uh, black ash, and it pushes you back. I see um, what you did, Austin. Did you? Yeah. I don't know what I did. You fucking warped effect me, you son of a bitch. You let Bramwell do all these cool things just so he could job to your big bat at the bottom of the boat. <laughs> I didn't tell him to go last and open up the hold. I have no, no control fucking, over your fucking, actions. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Bramwell, you get blasted back. And now the, the door is just open. And the skiff slows to a stop because you cut the, the, the shark horses loose. Oh, shit. All the, all the moles run away. And so now this skiff is just stopped. This cool pirate boat skiff with the alligator headpiece that the mast's head is there the skiff comes to a stop uh bramwell you're smoking i want to draw my hammer and strike at whatever's in there all right make an attack uh 18 and 25 yeah those hit roll damage all right come on giant hammer don't fail me now uh so 19 bludgeoning damage nice and uh, I have a special ability. I'm going to mark the individual. So if they try to attack anyone that's not me, I'm going to smack them back. All right. So when you deal damage to the person in the hold of the skiff, as a reaction, they use Hellish Rebuke, which is a spell which says, in response to being damaged by a creature within 60 feet of you, you point your finger and the creature that damaged you is surrounded by Hellish Flames. They must make a dexterity saving throw. A nine. Fail. You take 36 damage. Oh. Okie dokie. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm about to use my bonus action to use second wind. 
Okay, so everybody else, you see Bramwell jump onto the skiff and start slamming his hammer down into the hold. And then suddenly he just bursts into flames. He just goes up like he's covered in kerosene and stumbles back. Um, and now this there's a fire on the skiff you're trying to steal. Well, goddammit! Vindros is going to throw out a guiding bolt in the hopes that being far enough away from this thing when attacking will mean, mean that I'm not going to be too in hellish rebuke range. Uh, actually, counterspell. Okay, is there a roll for that, or do you just stop me? Not at a first level spell, no. So, Vindros, uh, what's your, what's your holy symbol? Is it just your, your shield, or what? Ah, hmm. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with the shield, because I've not had anything else that, that would make, that, that jumps out to me for that. So you raise your shield and it glows and you're about to shoot out a beam like you did against the the wood pulp elemental back in the library and suddenly it just fizzles out and you know whatever's inside the hold of this skiff is an incredible incredibly powerful magic user. Um so that's that's rough. Oops. Corton and Sabrina, you're the only ones around the skiff. Uh I think she's going to try to help uh like get the uh, the mole people, if they're they're running away, try to guide them safely towards the tower. Are you saying mole people? Mole Isn't people. that what they are? No, the mole. M U L. Unfortunately, yes. they're not our adorable chubby boys. Oh, I assumed that's what was happening. Yeah, I said I they're the same kind of people Corton is. Do you all think Corton is a mole? No, I heard you, Austin. I heard mole people and tuned out. And you're like, yeah, 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 those snouty boys. Yeah, yeah moles. Wow. <laughs> I already used the mole people as an underclass in a previous season. I can't repeat myself so soon. Them wiggly snouted motherfuckers. All right, so uh, Corton's going to climb onto the uh, skiff and uh, try to extinguish Bramwell. All right, how do you do that? Well, if this is a pirate ship, it's got sails, right? Grab one of those on the way past and use it to pad him out. Oh, uh, that sounds like acrobatics. Like, you want to run up the mast, grab the sail, and, like, rip it down and land on Bramwell? It's, like, a pretty cool maneuver. It's not... Yeah, I, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking it was cool. I, I wasn't planning on running up anything, but sure, what the hell. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do a really... Let's botch on a... De- uh, oh, my God. Uh, so... No bonus. No bonus, but straight crit. Yeah, so, Corton, you have control of the scene. Bramble's on fire. Sabrina is leading the moles away from the boat. Vindross's magic doesn't work. And, uh, I mean, Lola's up in the tower. She's doing a, you know, a Dallas situation, a grassy knoll. <laughs> Dallas situation, Jesus. Corton is at the front of the skiff, and uh, having seen the gout of flame and not about to lose another large boat. <laughs> he runs up the um, the hitching rod that would connect the uh, the mounts at the front, which had been released, uh, and so that would at, be at an angle that he could run straight up to the bow of the boat, uh, to the first mast, uh, and jumps, just jumps straight across the first mast, grabbing... Uh, the sail as he goes past, just tearing as much of it down with him as he can uh, to then hit the ground and cover Bramwell with it. All right, and because you crit, I'm actually going to say, Bramwell, you get 18 hit points back, half of uh, that fire damage as if you had saved. Hot dog. 
Um, so Corton does you a big solid there, and the, for a moment there's silence. The moles have run away. The the shark horses have run away. The skiff is not moving. Corton's on top of Bramble with the with the the sails. Alola's up in the tower. Vindross is trying to make her magic work. The the NPCs are like waiting around for orders, basically. And there's just this moment of really tense silence as the dust settles. And then you hear a voice from the hold. Well, come on, then. Who's next to die? You. Uh, Sabrina, you recognize the voice. Who is it, Austin? Uh, it sounds a lot like your oldest sister. Oh, God, is it Amy? Oh, is this the one who's... Is this the one who locked you in the cupboard whose ass we've promised to kick? Lock her in the hold! Lock her in the hold! And that is Amy Wolfram. Ash Genasi. More like Ash Genasi! Ba-ba-ba-bow! ba 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 bow, 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 bow.